everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 147 for August 30th, 2018. We're doing it a couple days early this week. How nice. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, who we owe a Skype session to for quite a while, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Brunson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, John Made It, and Barry Custom. Very well done. It's quite the it's quite the list there. What are we working on? Let's see here. How about the old uh, the old gerbil washer here? What uh, what are you up to? <laughs> <laughs> it's a guinea pig. Thank oh, okay. You. I was way off. Yeah, and uh, and the guinea pig is much cleaner now. Oh, perfect. <laughs> what am I up to? Um, I'm making headway in the myriad projects that I have going on in my shop. The uh, the live edge. Uh, I feel like I've got control over things again, even though there's still all these large objects. Cluttering up the shop, but um, I've gotten my my live edges uh, tops are. I just started applying the finish today, and uh, the second coat tomorrow. And I'm doing that. Do you remember? Um, I think his name is oh God. I forget his real name. T one twelve or two twelve. Remember he he mailed yeah, us the T. gifts. Yeah, two one two. Two two one two. Yeah, T two one two. He mailed us those those gifts. He mailed me the um, the Festool uh, finishing kit. The it's like a finished thing, you know, that you rub on, and mm-hmm. and uh, I've been saving it for because it wasn't really like something I wanted to use any of my reclaim stuff. Um, I wanted to save it for something nice, and I was like, "What am I going to finish these live edge countertops with?" And I was like, "You know what? Today's the day I use this kit," and uh, so I was started using that, and uh, it looks really nice. It's like a basically like a linseed oil with like a wax heart that hardens in it and stuff, and oh. I guess it's really absorbent. You know, really, so it's like a two coat process. You put it on, and then tomorrow I'll I sand it. Uh, to like 240 or so and then put another coat on and cool you know, yeah like I guess it's like resins in it you know mm-hmm. so it'll so it'll still feel very natural it won't be like doing like a poly you know where it's like kind of like plasticky yeah so it'll feel like nice so I'm pretty excited right. about that awesome and um, I got the laser cutter cutting pretty good now too um, so I'm excited about to start digging into that yes Bill I want to know how you tune the guitar that has no visible tuners um, oh, the guitar I made. Um, yeah, I made that guitar. That's the video is going to be on the Tools Today YouTube channel when it comes out. It's not quite there yet, but that has on the the bridge. There's little tiny knobs there that that you turn, and it and there's a part on the bridge that spins. So it's called a headless guitar system. And if you Google wow. it, you can. And they're they're not as cool as they seem because some people love them. Um, I. The thing I don't like about them is that um, I'm like they're they're really small, and so you either have to use like a little wrench to turn it, or you have to like it's really difficult to turn with your fingers. So quick but tuning they, is not going to happen. Yeah, but they stay in tune really well, like probably better than the tuners that are on the head. So that's the plus side. Um, but like I I like the bigger knob. I feel like you have a little bit. It's a little easier to sort of dial it in. Fine control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leverage. It's leverage. 
Yeah, but okay. some people really like them, and and I I like the compactness of it. You know, I think it's kind of a cool, a cool look, and uh, it's also like one part to buy instead of seven. Yeah, no, no, I, I saw that. I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, okay. I know some bridges have a little bit of adjustment for you know making sure each string is tuned individually, but you certainly can't. You there's no way that there has to be something more than that to it. And then yeah, no, it's just yeah. that there's just a spinning. It, the string, the string's going backwards. The little ball end goes up at the beginning of the guitar at the on the beginning of the neck. No, the the bridge I'm talking about are the ones that that have a little bit of adjustment after after the you Floyd tune Rose. It. Yeah, yep. that yeah. type. So yeah, I'm those like, have a normal headstock. Yeah, yeah, they have. And I'm like, what? What? I I, I couldn't figure it out. I'm just like, how yeah. did he do that? There's some secret. Maybe it's on the back. He's got slides on the back of the guitar to tighten well, it, loosen it. I've seen that done before, where people put the tuners into the guitar body or down in the back of the guitar body after like a regular bridge. Sometimes people do I've that been, too. To I've been headless. I've been thinking about some weird way to hide the tuners. You know, like that's like a travel guitar thing to do as well. The yeah. tuners will actually be in the center of the body, and yeah. so the strings go through the bridge and then come back up, at like in you know, like a one eighty. Um, but I, I really liked that guitar a lot. I don't personally. I like the the look of having the headstock on there, um, but I really like the guitar and I really like the process of how it was made, uh, and I want to explore it more. And I have some ideas to where I can maybe combine like the traditional headstock design with that and still do it in the one piece hmm. once i get out of this hole that i'm in i'm gonna gonna die yeah you don't that. you don't have time so. to be uh you know artistic just stop that right now do your thing yeah get that get that out of your head yeah pay the bills but <laughs> so yeah that's what i'm up to Bill? speaking of bills bill what are you up to what have you been working oh, on? That's well, where Bill didn't go yet. I finished my um, uh, uh, four veterans uh, cigar box guitar that I'm auctioning off, which I'm happy to say I've had multiple bids, and it's up to $300. So wow, that's amazing. So that, that's really cool. So if uh, anybody listening is interested, uh, I'll make a video. I'll try and make it make noise. Uh, and explain a little bit more about it. But I posted pictures, a uh, little practice amp, uh, a veteran-themed cigar box guitar. I want to auction it off and send half the proceeds to a uh, charitable cause for veterans. How are you Are you putting it on eBay? Like, how are you auctioning it? No, I'm just, just social. Somebody's already offered. In fact, I want to give uh, my phone to shut off. Very professional. Mm-hmm. Crisp. That's mm. When someone thinks reclaimed audio, they think... Crisp production Pro values. Professionalism. Yeah. Anyway, right. um, uh, Vince Savoldi is a, uh, a friend and a fan of ours, and he offered <laughs> to uh, do a Shopify for me. So I'll set it up for you. I don't, you know, for free. It's it's pretty easy. It's actually, I think Tim uses it. I told him I'm just going to do social media. Just hey, just reach out to me. However, Instagram, email, Messenger, message on Facebook. I don't care. Uh, make a bid if you want to, and that's what people have been doing. So it's I, you know I'm not going to get a thousand offers on it. Uh, however, I do want to say thank you to Vince because he said also if you guys want to open up a shop for reclaimed audio, I'd be happy to do that for free for you guys as well. So I told him I oh not very nice yeah that's yeah, very, that's nice. very nice. So thank you, thank Vince, you, Vince. And uh, if that ever happens, like we might just get a hold of you because yeah. sweet. Can, anyway. Vince, can you can you can you make the product that we're going to sell and then sell that and then just give us the money? <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. I think, Tim, you might be onto something here. This sounds like a very lucrative opportunity. For Vince, yeah. Yeah. Win-win, uh, it sounds. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Make our products. Make the store. Take Sell care of them. all those stuff. Yeah. And just send us seventy five percent of the profits. Basically, we just yeah, we're just licensing the use of our name to you. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh, I feel famous now. Yeah, I think that maybe after a few years, you might break even. Maybe. <laughs> anyway, so thank you, you Vince. Pay your that, dues. The the cigar box guitar has been made. It's it's ready to go. I'm gonna try to do a small Facebook video or something where I show it off, and that'll that'll hey, be it. In a few I don't, days, I'll be done. I don't want to. I, 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 I mean, no disrespect, Bill, but do you know anybody or any locally that can like really play that thing? Like, do you know anybody that really no. plays? No. There's got to be someone. Anybody who who listening is local to Bill that plays like plays guitar to go into like to, for your video to have someone that can shred on it, like really like that'd be pretty cool. Like it, it I think would, it would be very cool, and I and I hear what you're saying. Mm. I just I don't know. I just want to show the guitar and mention that what it's mm. for and everything. Strum it on the practice amp. Strum it on the a real amp. So if you happen to have a real amp, mm. it sounds. First of all, Casey plays, by the way, so you know her. She she kind of does, but she doesn't get the whole slide thing. She doesn't like it, and it's a fretless mm. slide guitar. So it, she just that's not what she does. Mm. That seems mean that you made it that way then. I can play it upside down a little bit, you know. Oh, that's right, because it's a lefty. Yeah. you're a lefty and it's a righty. Yeah. But no, I but, just um, want to show it off yeah. a little. And then uh, yeah. I, I have a build coming up. It's it's it was an <laughs> it was a forced upon commission. One <laughs> um, Casey's business partner had a client who saw their first aid kit that I kind of dressed up for them. I did this wooden cross on it and in red, just, you know, distressed red paint, looked like an old beech wood. So it mm. just didn't look like a white box. Mm. It's it's pretty cool looking. So she she basically said, Oh yeah, he'd love to make one for you. So I have a, a brand new first aid kit box, a blank box, that I'm going to dress up with like a a frame around it, a frame around the the top of the lid, and put some kind of like red cross on there, and maybe I'll do a video for that. It's a simple project, but here we go. This is fun. I had a visitor in my shop, and my camera got broke. Was let it me, Danny? Let me, let me, no, actually, Danny alerted me to the possibility. So Danny started going nuts one night at the front door, and I had the garage door open. It was in the evening time. And I look outside, and ah, it's probably a cat because we have a lot of feral cats, and they come running in and out. So I, I shut the garage door because a few times I've seen a cat in there, they run out as soon as the door starts closing. So I yeah, shut the garage creepy. door. Yeah. Two, three days go by. Um, I open the garage door, and I'm in there, and I'm looking. I'm like, what the hell? Maybe it was a raccoon that got in there because my camera was knocked over. I hope I can fix it. Um, there was a glass bowl that I had on one side. It was on the floor. I'm like, wow, that's just, it must. It had to have been a raccoon just like, because it was up knocking stuff over. So I cleaned that up. you think up. it was Andrew or? Yeah. <laughs> Aragon. <laughs> anyway, so I clean everything up and I opened the garage door a couple days later and there's more stuff knocked over. I'm like, what the heck did I miss this? I mean, I'm looking on my, my bench now. Some of my tools are knocked off the pegs. Um, yeah, and I'm just like, what the heck? And then I find little poopings. And I'm like, 
So all of a sudden, let's start. So I clean that up. So later on that day, I come back out and I go over to where you see my bands over my shoulder. I go to plug that in and I look down and there's a possum curled up sleeping <laughs> right there. So that oh. possum had been trapped in my garage for like a week. He, at nighttime, he's just scourging around trying to yeah. get things, you know, I, and. So he wasn't, they don't put up much of a fight. I, I put my welding gloves on and threw a towel over him and carried him out. Yeah. Put him out. They play possum. Yeah. He, he wasn't asleep. Yeah. <laughs> he was but, hiding. But they open their mouth and they're, and they're actually have their very clean teeth, but they have all these sharp little teeth. And all they do is they go like this. Ah, and that's it. That's yeah. it. He didn't jump. He didn't move. He just opened his mouth. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it was a little scary. So. But I yeah, wouldn't want I, to get bit I, by one of them. I had a uh, possum in my... Do you guys hear that? Yeah, no? that's you talking. Okay, I anyway. wasn't listening. So. so my phone rings and somehow it's connected to my computer. So I got to figure out how to unconnect that. Anyway, Phil, what are you up to? Uh, we just got back last night from Gunkwit, Maine. We were there for the last uh, four or five days. How so was it? Was on the kids had a blast. Notice how I said the kids. Uh, <laughs> going away with a lot of little children is like uh, a lot of work mm-hmm. somewhere less convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's you always forget something crucial. Mm, my wife is very good at that. She's kind of a type A in that regard. But, um, you know, she doesn't forget anything. But we're five of us in this in this one motel room and uh so so at nighttime when we put the kids to bed nothing to do well we go to bed too yeah, so yeah. so you're up at the crack of dawn and you're going to bed at uh, the crack of i don't know sunset or whatever it is so you know you're up at six and you're in bed for eight so it was some wholesome days let's just say some wholesome wholesome <laughs> days but like i said it was totally worth it the kids had an you- absolute amazing time but are your kids light sleepers? Because we would do that, like when our kids were, you know, younger. Even still, like you know, put them to bed, and then after a while, they they just fall asleep. You just kind of lay in darkness for fifteen minutes. It's usually pretty worn out, and then you just turn the TV on or whatever. You know, they don't. No, my, well, I for the two older ones, I would have, but I thought a one year old, and so his pack and play was like right next to the TV. Yeah. And he'd been like constipated for two days, so I didn't want to wake him up because then he's up for like an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, travel belly, yeah, yeah, it's no good. Yeah. Well, you know, we're we we feed him, feed him. We, he eats really well, like fruits and vegetables and really wholesome, healthy stuff. But when you're away, it's something about chicken nuggets and grilled cheese and all this crap. And uh, you know, so he, you know, he shuts right down like a, you know, like a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but uh, so I, but I was able to before I left. I was able to do fin, do all the finishing on those twenty trays. Um, send them all down to 600 grit, so they're all super slick and smooth. And they packed up, and I shipped them out today. Nice. And I still have the I still have these nine um, phone holders that I still have to finish up. They have a coat of boil linseed oil on them, and I'm gonna finish them probably with poly. And I'll put them on Instagram and see if anybody wants them. Hmm. But I have kinda two like, that I like owe Bill's somebody doing. at work. Yeah. What's that? Kind of like Bill's doing with his auction. Yes, except I'm keeping all of the proceeds. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm after the auction. I'm excited now. I have an excuse I'm going to make 
because this came out so well. It's like it's one of the best ones I've done. I didn't actually make any mistakes on this one. Everything I knew what I was doing. It felt like when I built it. So I want to build myself a couple. I want to build myself a new acoustic and another new electric. Like because when I built cool. this electric, I didn't ground it because I'm like I did when I was testing it. It's like even though I grounded it, it still buzzed right. And now I know that it's not it being grounded that stops the buzzing. It's when you touch the metal or the strings. That's what stops the buzz, if it's grounded properly. See, I didn't know that before. Mm. But anyway, so I'm excited about building new guitars. And Now, if you start messing around with uh, humbucking pickups, where instead of just one coil, you have two, I, 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 I use that buzz, them. too. I, I have many humbuckers that I use. Yeah, In fact, that I helps got, that buzz a little bit. I got two humbuckers on my personal guitar, but I, I just didn't ground it. So when, yeah. I, when I touch the, the pickup itself or the jack plate or anything like that, the buzz goes away, but I didn't ground it to the strings. I didn't earth the strings. I, I was looking at, I don't have it here. I had a one of my acoustic bass guitar hacks. Um, I would buy these $200 acoustic bass guitars that I liked the, the weight and the sound of them, but I didn't like the electronics in them, so I'd put a magnetic pickup in them, and that was sort of my sound for a while. And I, I made one for another guy, and uh, but there was because of the wooden bridge, there was no way to ground it at the bridge. So but one of them, I, had, I just had a, a, a wire coming out of the guitar with an alligator clip on it. And I would yeah. just clip the, clip the back of the string with it. So and that guy went on to be Mick Jagger. True story. <laughs> and, uh, no, actually. <laughs> but, True uh, story. Yeah, but that's, that was, it looked kind of cool, I thought, you know, having this like alligator clip. <laughs> right. So, uh, if we could uh, move on with the podcast, um, and actually, this is—it's interesting that you guys have been so Type A about your your uh, you know guitar talk, even though nobody other than the two of you is interested in it. Um, is I beg to differ. <laughs> if you looked at the numbers of the uh, Heroes to Zeros or Guitar Zeros or whatever it was podcast, I think it's our best. Today. I think it's more the zero part of it. I'm just saying. But interest, go ahead. Yeah. I, I want to. I'm very interested in what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. Go talk about something other than guitars. That's fine. Yeah, personality disorders. Oh, none of those here. (laughs) Three healthy, well-rounded, well-rounded adult men here. Yes. Is where I'm going with that. Can we be triangular? Can we conference in Karen? Because I think she'd have a lot to say about this. Um, So So, what it was... You want to do the wrap-up or... No. No, I don't. Okay. Well... What do we mean by personality disorder? What we decided to do for this podcast is sort of poke at each other and say what we think is type A about them, what they maybe are a little too anal retentive about, and what maybe they should be a little more type A about. Maybe what they're too lackadaisical about in their work. Mm, I like uh, that. I in, love in, that in word. Sh- lackadaisical. Lackadaisical. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It's um, actually what you're. What Andrew probably should have been taking on vacation. <laughs> um, but. Uh, so, uh, th- like, the idea being, because I know what I need improvement on, and you know, f- personally, and uh, as I'm sure each of you do, like, what we could be better at in the shop, or what we maybe could, like, loosen up on, you know. And so it, we were kind of curious to see if we could nail the nail the hammer, nail, head, each other. I think Make you should be sense. more type A about grammar and syntax. <laughs> my, my words that I... <laughs> I had no way to wrap that up. I just, I right. lost it. And and I didn't care. I was well, just going to let that, that fly. Was, yeah, I it was like you, Michael Scott. I Sometimes you, I start sentences and I don't know where they're going to end. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I start sentences and... That's the office. 
It sure is, Bill. It Whoa. sure is. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, so, Tim, you did so well. I think you should start. Okay, start with... Um, you... I, you know, I... Psychomatic, okay. You psychomatically analyze uh, Phil and I. Okay, I'll do, I'll, I'll do you first, Bill. Okay. Um, I'll say... Okay, so I'm going to say what I think you could maybe be more type A about and then also what maybe you could be more lackadaisical about, I okay. guess, is the way we're going to do it. Okay. I would say you of the three of us are the ultimate consummate trash picker. You will use just about any old crap that you get your hands on to make stuff. And so I would say that some of the, the quality of the work you do sometimes supersedes the quality of the materials that you're using. And I, and I know that as reclaimers, that's the ultimate goal, right, is to turn trash into something valuable. But then I, I see you make stuff out of this, like, old garbage plywood and it, and it's such a beautiful thing i'm like oh man i just wish you used something a little better yeah. for that so those would be those would be my things is maybe you could actually open your wallet up a little bit sometimes and maybe buy some reclaimed wood or or uh, or find <laughs> you know yeah blow the cobwebs out um because i feel like your craftsmanship is deserving of it sometimes um or is deserving of it you know um so i don't know how that if that i think that covers both sides of that of what I'm trying to say, like your craftsmanship. I mean, I don't think your craftsmanship's like too good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I would ever say that. So you, but, basically, uh, what you're saying is that he makes stuff out of crap, and he's cheap. So nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> you are much better with the words than me, Phil. Yeah. So if I if I understand what you're saying, you're saying I'm I'm type A. I'm good about be, you know using reclaimed materials, but mm. I need to loosen up and. And be a little more type B about sometimes maybe the project deserves something a little better. Still use reclaim, but maybe go buy something that doesn't, you know. Yeah, like buy an old oil, dining table oil, instead of oil stains in yeah. it and stuff. Yeah, yeah instead okay. of using the <laughs> right. instead of using the thing you pulled out of the dumpster behind the, the auto parts store. You know. You yeah. know, can I just add to that? And, and and this is meant to be a compliment. You know, we all uh, we all start with, or I know. Let me rephrase that. I started with the crap of the crap of the crap material, right? Because I started with pallets and 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 construction two by fours and all that stuff. And then I feel like we all sort of pay our dues with that material. Mm -hmm. And and maybe what Tim is saying is that you've graduated, right? Like yeah. you, yeah, you that's are a good ready for you know yeah. the more I, expensive, better stuff. I, yeah. I'm I'm gonna just say right now, I think you nailed it, Tim. Uh, I, oh, I, I, I can't disagree with that at all. I, first of all, thank yeah. you. It was quite the compliment from both of you. Um, Damn it. I didn't want it to sound that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but be, because of the cigar box guitars, uh, I do want to do that. I do want to start sourcing some quality material, but I still want reclaimed. So instead of going yeah. to the big box store, there's a place in Berkeley. I've been totally lagging on going there. Uh, I believe it's called, um, one of them is Urban Ore. Uh, but anyway, mm. there's some where they specifically have reclaimed lumber, and it's kind of pricey. It's not super cheap, but I'm not buying 100 board feet of it either. So yeah. Yeah. I just need to go and, and get some and uh, use that for my builds as opposed to the the dimensional lumber that I can get for cheap or using yeah. complete crap and then going through three guitar necks that I'm trying to make that don't work because the, the wood is so bad, you know. Right, yeah. I, yeah. I was just thinking, like, exactly what you said you're not using a ton of material on this and especially the box part you could probably get away with like a quarter inch thick material on this, of solid wood no. so if you got like even 
thicker or yeah less? it's 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 three quarter inch at least and then i double it up uh when it goes through the box so that part of it is for really the next thick. no no i mean the box box oh well, the, the box, box i'm using boxes. cigar boxes yeah right real so but boxes. if you wanted to and you could make these things out of like quarter inch material I, right? I have a, yeah 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 I, I have a, yeah. A, some some future wants of actually building uh, my own my own box so to speak right different so shapes I was saying like yeah. if you if you even bought a gorgeous piece of I don't know walnut or if you found some chestnut or something you got a bandsaw right behind you there to yep, to yep. resaw it down into like quarter inch panels you'd be buying a you know a three foot board and that would oh, probably yeah, yeah. do you well for a whole absolutely. bunch of boxes absolutely so even if most of it is reclaimed and some of it isn't you know it's all you're not using up a lot of material anyway no so i don't feel guilty about no, what i'm trying no, to say well it's not well it's not the guilt it's 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 me being lazy hating to drive in traffic to get from where i'm at to the place where the because the, the, <laughs> and the message of it too though like you know that's that's what we do right like, and, well i i am know. reclaiming the cigar box yeah. the cigar box i'm exactly. getting it's either they're either being thrown away or yeah. it's it's our it's you know that is definitely reclaimed um but yeah i do i i want to do that so i i do like you it. bill do you have a percentage like I have like a like numbers in my head like a percent of new, you know what I mean? In a, into a project like you're buying pickups, you know you're buying fret wire. Like do you have a percentage in mind? I don't. Like 80 percent, seventy percent. No. I figure the hardware for the most part, unless I uh, get like you've given me some stuff, I've scavenged some hardware off of uh, uh, yeah. uh, stuff I found in the thrift store. But I hardware is pretty much going to be new. But I'm trying to buy from uh, the the my supplier that I like is uh, I said it before CB Giddy. Yeah. Uh, they're local. They make their own guitar strings. Yeah. They make their own pickups. They so they're local. I'm supporting somebody in on the East Coast. They're not local to me, but at least I'm not you know buying China or whatever like that. I, you know I'm trying. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I would like the rest of the the material to be reclaimed. The the cigar box obviously is reclaimed. So the neck material is is the next biggest thing. And again. There's no excuse, none. So you guys have motivated me enough that I will make a trip this weekend for sure to Berkeley to the specific store that I like, and uh, I will stock up on some material that I can. A lot of times, because of the size pieces that you need, like I just bought some chestnut from my guy, right, and uh, and another urban urban miners, you know, and uh, like he has, you know, he has the eight, everybody wants you know dining tables, eight foot boards, ten foot boards, and he has always like two to three foot long pieces that are almost valueless to him. Mm. Three you know? three so foot it, is ideal for me because thirty six inches allows me to compensate yeah. for any size guitar box and I and very little waste. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. So a three foot length is. That, that gives you the perfect link. So if you have a really wide guitar box, you don't need as much neck. Smaller guitar boxes, you need more neck, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, 36 yep. inches would be perfect. So yeah, no excuse. This is, so thank you, both of you. This is a very uh, motivational. That felt again, sincere. I feel like we're not, making a lot again, of Again, not what here. I intended, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> Something's not Whatever. right. That was nice. Yeah. I know. This is, oh man, he's happy and we're not fighting. <laughs> Worst podcast ever. <laughs> if only we can talk about Paul Jackman and Dave Gagne. Oh God! Now it's really you the worst podcast ever. I mean, we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Or the boys that maybe I've said. That's what much. we should be doing instead of telling each other, like you know, what we don't like about it. We should just be ripping them apart. Oh. Here's what I hate about Paul Jackman. No, yeah. next Let me week. Tell you what I don't like about Joel Crawford. 
Next, no, check it no, out. Nothing next I week, hate about that guy. next He's week awesome. we do this exact same podcast, but we just pick all the other makers and say, I think Jimmy is way overboard anal about all the axes that he has, but he needs to relax a little bit when it comes to um, sharing because you know how stingy he is. Something like that. Is he? Guy's got <laughs> guy's got no engineering skills. He needs to try and tighten up the you know. How about you save this for next week? This sounds like gold. Mm. Okay. All right. We'll do that. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so um, uh, Phil, what about you? Uh, what about me what? All right. I'll go then, and I'll do you. All right. All right. So I think, let's see. I think you are particular. I don't think it's finicky. I think you are particular in your builds. Um, I don't think it's finicky. I think you have a set way of making the products that you do and um, but there's a flow about it I think you every every time you make a cut you've learned so I don't think that's type A so much with you although the get it done part taking on a whole bunch of work I, I don't know what that means but I think you're particular about your work what I think you're a little you need to loosen up a little bit on honestly is the safety aspect I think hmm. I think you're still a little bit more concerned than you need to be about proper tool usage, things like that. You need to open up a paint can with your chisel. I'm just saying. <laughs> not doing that. That's not a safety issue. No, no, no. I, I do mean safety, though. I, I think that um, you've got some serious skill set behind you now. You've got some experience, and it still sounds like you're very, you know, read the book. A to B, you, you wouldn't hmm. want to use your tools the way they're not intended and things like that. And I think you're, I think you're safe enough to know that what you can and can't do. Yeah. So. There's, you know, there's certainly some truth to what you just said. I definitely do have a flow to the way that I work. Mm -hmm. I've, it's taken me a while to build out the shop to where it sort of makes sense, where I can just sort of stand in a spot and I've built almost like a U layout in front mm -hmm. of me where I've got my workbench in front of me and my table saws to the left. My bandsaws to the right, the CNC is behind me, my wall of tools is behind me, so that anything I'm working on that isn't a table saw cut, I'm just within arm's reach of anything that I need. And uh, and I have built it out so that it's kind of a workflow. Uh, so you're definitely right there. As far as safety, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've, got, I've gotten some pretty mean safety comments on, on, uh, on, on YouTube. But haven't those the been like guy's... misperception about just camera angle and something where it looked like you were doing something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I guess I try to be safe. But I will, I will, uh, you know, I'll try to be a little sloppier in the shop. I'll, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll give your advice uh, a real listen. Here's, here's more what I mean. If, if you have a scrap piece of wood, and this is yeah. something that uh, uh, Duresta says to everybody if you want to play with it, use the bandsaw. Open up the throat of that thing as high as it'll go and use that bandsaw to carve a knife, just a wooden yeah. knife, and go backwards yeah. on the blade. Use the blade yeah. to, you know, you've seen him do it. Yeah, do I something do like that. that. Yeah. Now, you have to be careful to do that. You don't want it the, the first time you've ever used a bandsaw is not when you want to do that. But I think if you did something like that, you would say, okay, I can see how maybe I can use a tool safely but maybe not to where the manufacturer said it should As it was intended. I see what you're right. saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, there's, not, there's nothing dangerous about doing that at all. If you know how to use a bandsaw and you understand the physics behind it. Right. Right. Yeah. Have you had a blade you. break on you yet on a bandsaw? One, yeah. 
Okay, so yeah, you know, you know, well, it's, yeah. it's scary. The noise is scary, but you realize that the blade does not fly out like an octopus tentacle looking to grab yeah. you and suck you into the jaws of death, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, the, if the blade breaks, the blade breaks and boom, you back up a little bit, and it's like, and then, yeah. then it's like, oh, it's a big man. loud noise. But I'm wearing the glasses, so as long as my eyes aren't damaged, right, I feel very safe. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't need to wear like uh, armor, you know, with with the yeah. tools. Like, what's yeah. the worst that's going to happen? You know, right. you get a punch in the gut from the table saw or you'll, you know what I mean? You, you get cut or lacerated on something. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about that stuff. But, you know, point taken. I'm with you. I'm with uh, and, you. And like I said, the, your flow, I mean, how many times have you said, you know, I'm in the middle of doing this build and, and the lid was a little thin, it broke, and I just grabbed something else and blew So you don't let that kind of stuff, you just, mm -hmm. you can you can move on the fly. The flow is really good. You're, you're much more relaxed, I think, about that. I mm -hmm. got to make 20 of these things. You just get it done, but I don't think you're you're like, okay, I have to stand there and watch the glue dry perfectly. It's not like that at all. I think you have a no. good flow to you about. Okay, tear Tim apart now. Get him. Get him. Okay. <clears throat> hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, I feel like Tim... Is very experimental and always okay all right all right okay now I got one okay Tim would prefer to try something new and have a new experience and open himself up to new tooling and materials rather than make more money in a conventional way and that is type A for the type of creative that he is which enrages me because Please continue. He could be a millionaire right now. What? <laughs> you know what I was about to say. Like, <laughs> let me let me before I answer that. Let me say what I was going to say about you, Phil. <laughs> I was going to say you should worry a little less about making money and a little more about having fun in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> because Hello you don't even there. do it for a living. It's just it's just your fun money for you. I mean, I you do it's make money, money off of it, right. but it's but you have a job. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and you're absolutely right. I should be way more concerned with <laughs> <laughs> with paying the bills than I am. But, uh, but yeah, I, this I is a focus funny. less on the chicken videos, Tim, and focus a little bit more on, you know, I haven't done a chicken video in a long time. The chickens are gone. <laughs> you ate them. You find you got hungry enough that you had to eat them. Say, for God's sake, you're not make, making any money over there. You look like you've gained a little weight, Tim. Is that a yeah. protein? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that's just middle-aged man kicking look in. A little, look a little lighter on your feet. Feathers? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so that's, that's the thing that I would, uh, you know, I would, I would tighten up on a little bit. A little type, type A there, you know. Uh, worry a little bit more about uh, money, you know, Tim? Yeah. Uh, so that's, I'm just kidding. You do you. But I'm just saying, that's, yeah. the, from my perspective, that's what I see. That you are very experimental and, and it's about the experience and it's about... Trying new things and, and novelty. I think you're very big into novelty. Yeah. And d the detriment would be that maybe I don't get as good at something as I should. That's right. how I see it. Because Jack of all trades kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, well, that, you know, that's, that's that. Right. there's more to that saying. But um, Yes, I do. Uh, but yeah, that's like, you know, I'm like, okay, I, un I understand this now. What's next? Like, instead of like being right. like, oh, now I'm a master at this. What's next? You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing that you should chill out more about is I don't know you're pretty chill I don't know I don't have anything for that one I mean like 
I don't know. I think Tim is probably kind of a... I think he should probably chill out on... This is just my observation. But I think all of us can be a little hypercritical of ourselves. I think you are really hypercritical of yourself. I think you're really critical of Bill. you got to simmer down. <laughs> <laughs> just, let's put a lid on it, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I just, no, I just that, bet that that, good, that probably good. bothers you. Like, you deliver something to a client, yeah. you get paid, they're happy with it. You're walking out the door going... God, I just think I could have done that better. Rip that guy off. That was the worst <laughs> job I've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I know that there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not competitive with anybody other than myself. I am yeah. I am always, like, trying to beat myself, though, you know? Does it and ever I, surprise and, you that Bill knows you better than your own mother? <laughs> I think Bill spent more time watching me than my own mother. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's true. Uh, well, your mother usually was on the inside of the house, so. You know what's neat? If, if you grab the corner, you learn a lot through a periscope. If That's you right. grab the corner of the open window and you drag it down on Tim's videos, <laughs> I can cut his head and his feet off, and I can just watch his torso move around his shot. Oh, is that? Did and I it's say nostalgia that for the days where you can stalk him, right? Yeah. You <laughs> Oh, you guys are too much. No, I mean, seriously, you're too much. I'm calling security. <laughs> uh, that was interesting. Now, should we do in the second half, should we all share our own? Like, instead of instead of having everybody do everybody else, but maybe yeah, be more I, like, I think that well, was here's the what idea. I would like to. Yeah. When you said you know? second half, do you mean next week? We're not done yet here? Uh, well, uh, quick half. I mean, it's... We got some Still time. Still doing this? So right. yeah, we, something yeah. different that, that I think I can loosen up uh, other than what you guys said is probably, and I've just started doing that, is this pressure, un, unwarranted pressure that I put on myself that I think that I have to make specific things that people want to see me make. Um, and I just let that go. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I've, I've only got like three people that are interested in what I do anyway. Nobody's upset with me for not doing anything i've been getting nothing but support and love from anybody so that's something i need to relax on and i have especially since the the possum knocked over my camera so <laughs> <laughs> um and something that i think that i am type a about i think for the most part my cleanliness of my shop even though it looks a little in disarray it's not dusty um i usually put my tools away after every project i don't leave these lying around uh, i'm pretty good about that i know where everything in the garage or the shop is you know so i'm hmm. pretty good about that well nice nice i uh let me see here i guess this is gonna be quicker than we thought i yeah yeah i'm pretty anal about putting all my tools away they need to go back to their home. You live here, you go back to your home. Because hmm. uh, like I, I need to know where it is the next time when I go to get it. And I find it super frustrating if it's not there. Like, I immediately start yelling at my wife because for sure she stole it, even though she's never set foot in the garage. And it was obviously, it was really you. Of course it was it's me. Always, it's always you, but yeah. 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 Isn't it the uh, worst when it's like right in front of your eyes, but because it's not in the spot it's supposed to be and you can't see it? Yeah, sometimes I figure like I'm a T-Rex and my vision is based on movement. So if the thing doesn't move, I don't see it. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant because you yeah. just got these little arms, you can't Small reach stuff on the high shelf. Yeah. I, well, I mean that is true, but I thought we weren't going to talk about that. Um, <laughs> but the... good delivery. Thank you. Timing. Um, 
And the thing I could be more anal about is actually shop cleanliness. Like, because I have such a little limited time in the shop, like, it's just dusty and there's, like, uh, hand plane shavings everywhere. And, like, I really want to have a clean shop. But, like, by the time I finish working for the night, it's, like, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. And I am just finished. Just sit there and vacuum and sweep. Ugh, I'll just do it tomorrow. And then... And then it just doesn't happen until I just sort of get super fed up and spend an hour just cleaning up. But for the most part, if I'm if I'm mid build or mid project, forget it. There's no point in cleaning up, and I I seem to forever be mid build. But although I, things are winding down now, so it'd be a good time yeah. to do it. Yeah, I binge and purge with the with the cleanliness of my shop. Yeah. Like I can't I can't keep it as clean as I want it. It's just too many corners. Yeah, you know. I have carpets in my garage. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's nice. That's I'm jealous. Yeah, but that must make yeah. things like you have to vacuum then, right? Because otherwise, it would just be a sponge for that stuff. Well, I have I have a little cordless uh, like a Dyson vac, um, and I also have my little Dewalt blower that has just changed my entire world. The little yeah. right, yeah. blow it right out in the driveway, and I live on I live on a cul-de-sac. So if I get yeah. it far enough out on the driveway, the vortex picks it up and takes it down the street. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, huh. nice. sounds like somebody else's problem to me. <laughs> well, I, the, the neighbors the, are for the opposite yeah. of that is I get that same vortex is what puts everything in my shop. All the leaves and stuff are in here because it's just it's it's really weird. Anyway, right. go ahead. So you're playing mm-hmm. ping pong with the universe over there, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. I, I am the Big Bang. Veto. Nope. What else we got? <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, Phil, you you said almost exactly like what I would have said about myself. But mm. um, but to, in, in essence of doing something different, uh, I get very uh, – I'm very into the idea of things, like mm. concepts, and I like puns, and I like, like really – developing you know like to use like well and every part of this is from this you know i, I really get into that the story and, yeah yeah the story like you know and, and i should probably relax on that in order to make a better product and i've been working on that to be like you know what instead of creating some junky handle out of the innards of this piece to make so even the drawer poles are made why don't i just mm. go get some nice drawer poles for this you know like i'm trying to be hmm. a little bit Good for you. When you were, and make a better end result. When you said uh, percentage, uh, and I would, I would go. If if I had my way, would you think something like fifty percent is good, or is that too low? Well, I, th- I think any percent is good as right. far as like from a, a you know global aspect. Uh, I I shoot for like eighty percent personally. Oh. Um, but not all projects can be that way. Right. Uh, so what I've done recently, I just had this sort of ideas and I don't know, some video I was talking to someone about, I think it was uh, for Gil for his, um, and I, and I said, I, I went and I took a, like a very quick, um, picture of my, like the, the, just the shop that I was in and how long I'd been in that shop. You know, it's like five or six years now. And, and I just did this quick rundown of all the projects I made in that shop and what I feel like my overall percentage is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that my overall percentage as a business is probably 70% reclaimed. That's and pretty good. So that doesn't, that doesn't reach my standards, but by any other business, I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Any, and- what other business can be like, oh, well, 70% of my product is reclaimed, you know. I mean, that's that's a it's a pretty so I feel like I feel very successful in what my mission was 
for sure. You know, try and, and that's why I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy a handle for this instead of making some inferior handle out of right, that. Right. That's where I'm like, I, I need to be able to do that and make a better quality product. And if if my number goes to sixty five percent in the process, that's still pretty okay, you know. Well, if you so. make a quality product and your reputation is out there for having a quality product, mm. and maybe it's got a little bit less reclaim, then you will be doing more reclaim. Period. Yeah. Because of that, right? Oh, exactly. you got to see this guy. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and if, if think if of your number is, of fifty yeah, percent, right? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, if the product is only 65% reclaimed instead of 85% reclaimed, I can still call it reclaimed with a clean conscience. Right. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I, I was going to say, Bill, about your, you sort of sounded concerned that your that your product was only 50% reclaimed, but if you make two of them, that's 100% reclaimed. <laughs> that's not that works. No, yes, it is. I like that, Phil. You're absolutely right. I'm totally no, down No, I mean, that. like, I, I know I'm being tongue-in-cheek, but if you think of this one wooden board, right, that got pulled off of an old mantle, right? right. If it goes into one guitar or two guitars, who, who cares? You know, right. it got used up. You're using it, yeah, yeah you're using it. Yeah, I, I get you. That's why I, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that now. That's that's where I want to do. Like I said, you guys motivated me. I'm going to go, I'm going to go stock up on some quality reclaimed material. And I can say that my, my cigar box guitars are reclaimed with a clear but conscience. you know and you know you don't have to necessarily spend money to get that because you can get you know where the good palettes are that's mm-hmm. all oak baby you know what i mean you can get those yeah you know where to find you know you but know what neighborhoods to drive through to find a dining room table that's worth cutting up right but you know what i do what i do have a hard time finding is dark wood i love walnut i love uh mm. well you're never gonna find that re- i mean that's very difficult to find reclaimed I th- I think I'll find some. My my reclaim store has got some pretty nice stuff. So well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Well, you, you can pay for it. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But but again, yeah. I'm not really paying for it. I mean, what if I was building a credenza? Of course, that would be very expensive. But again, I'm looking for three foot lengths that are three yeah. quarter inches thick. I can cut them to width however I want. If I get that, I can yeah. make necks all day long. And then combine. Well, that was like that. That deck windfall I had. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I got exactly. That, that, that you know, Kumaru. it's like okay, I have it. I have I have dark hardwood now until the cows come home for making right. guitars. For making dining tables, it goes away quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had a bunch of that with these bed slats. It lined up being mahogany or uh, what was it called? Anyways, it was like this South American mahogany or whatever, and it's just all dark hard, super splintery, but dark hardwood. Yeah, they, they were yeah, all bed splats. Well, that's the, very similar to the Kumaru. Yeah. Right. The uh, the. The medicine uh, first aid kit is going to be decked out in IKEA bed slats, so I, I'll feel really good about that one. Mm. Yeah. And, and I'm actually, uh, I was, I, like I said, I was kind of forced into this commission, but <laughs> I'm gonna get paid a whole lot more than I would have even thought to ask for it, so I'm okay with that too. What nice. the, what the first aid kit you mean? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's like how much. I'm like, oh man, Casey, I can't believe your partner did that. I don't know how much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jackpot. Yeah. Nice. I don't want her to ever do that again, but I'm okay with this one. This one's all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, what if she always does it with that that sort of figure? Like if you what if you gave her numbers? Like these are my okay numbers. I just I just don't want to do that. Because it sounds like she's a salesperson. She kinda I mean? is. Well, the salon is a yeah. showroom for me too. I mean Yeah. <clears throat> And, and I have a lot more of that work coming up. So I, I just, I'm not, I started when I first got you done with do the it. salon, I was so fired up. Yeah. I started doing commission pieces for friends and everything. And it's like, yeah. that got old so fast. And it's like, I was way undercharging myself. 
Um, and then I was doing that like you. I was just it's like, oh man, I should have I should have done better on that. Then I realized, yeah, that's a third of the price what any other artist or, or maker would have charged. You know, mm-hmm. if that it didn't cover my time. And this, I, you know what, a lot of my <clears throat> stuff is still way way underpriced like that too. Where I get to that point, like, yeah, I probably should have. You know what? And like for what I'm charging this lady, yeah, like I gotta stop. I can't. Hmm. I can't obsess over it. So oh. Do I have stories about that? I have like <laughs> an, for so even even these ridiculous trays, right? And because I want to use nothing but reclaimed, I like and I needed a certain amount of size and thickness for them. But I had this one. I have no idea what wood it was, but it was dark. And then when I see and seed, I noticed that I had joined. I'd glued up to make a panel something that had a hole in it. And then as it got C and seed, it got whatever yeah, hole right yeah. through. Like no, and like I really needed every every bit that I had. So what did I end up doing? I end up using epoxy. So I taped off the back, yeah. and I epoxied. And I did it in like three pours. Just I'm like, this is not worth you know the thirty bucks that I that I charge for this one <laughs> stupid thing. You know, so it's like I know Peter to save Paul. You know, sometimes, yeah, yeah. Sometimes. I do it all the time. I, I you know I obsess over this one piece of garbage wood. To save it because I have 15 minutes into it and it turns into four hours. Yeah. So like I should have thrown away the 15 minutes, you know. But exactly. Yeah, but you know when it's done, so you live and learn. And it's that's the myth of sunken cost, and we yeah. all sort of subscribe to it. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. I've already spent an hour. It's not worth turning back. Yeah. I recently read a quote that said, "Taking a step backwards, taking a step backwards." to go back the right way is a step in the right direction or something along those lines. You know, basically like yeah. taking a step back to turn around and go the right for- way yeah. is you actually know. a step forward. Oh, he's going to pull a song up for us now? Sorry. No. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say like, oh, there's a song about this yeah. and play some cheesy. <laughs> no, I can play live if you want. Nope. Nope. Don't want that. Oh. And that's the culmination of this week's episode of Reclaim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, where are we at? Let's move on to the review. The review. Oh, that's oh, yeah. a, that's the about iTunes. the Bill Pinsky review today. Now listen, I have to say that last week I was a little kind of trying to guilt some people into to leaving reviews, and um, it I apologize. I apologize for that, but it worked tremendously. <laughs> so we have a whole bunch yes. of new reviews to read from. I wanted to read them all this week, but Phil and Bill are doubters, and they think that maybe we should hang on to them in case we don't keep getting this many reviews coming in. And I think they're just wrong. So I think what's going to happen is in a, within a week or two, we're going to have to just read a whole bunch of them because we're going to have so many. I, I'm, Did you tell I'm, me that you were Catholic? Yeah. Did you tell Prove me, that? me wrong, kids. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ready, I'm ready for that to happen, <laughs> Father Tim. Um, <laughs> so what's neat about this is Phil is reading something that Tim and I haven't seen because it comes to right. the Canada iTunes, right? iTunes Canada, which is in another language or something. Yeah, so, so if you, it's in English. Yeah. So the way it works is you iTunes does it so that you basically only see reviews from your country except I see them all because I'm I've logged into the back end of our website which just scrapes all the reviews so I see them if they come in from the UK or from Canada or from Australia or wherever it is so this one happens to be Canadian is one of the Wait, like, so you're saying there could be a bunch of UK ones that you've seen them though so you know if yeah. they come in. Yeah. So you check you check the dates for new ones on that? Yeah. Okay. Cuz I just want to Why don't, I, well, why don't just, we make it you responsible for the uh uh the uh, European. I'm just afraid that there might be you. Yeah. yeah. Can you can you narrow that down so you just get the ones that are not U.S. Because I'm only seeing U.S. Yeah. and I don't want to miss them. Well, I have a little flag next to next to them, so I know immediately where they're from. Well, from okay. now on, when it's your turn, you only get to do the European reviews. 
and okay. if, and if they're, they're mostly Canadian. U.S. If they're There's in a different a language, snack. you have to translate. You have to say it and translate it at the same time. Yeah. Are you following our Brazilian subscribers and reviews? Oh, speaking of which, um, Portuguese. The, the only Brazilian we have is the uh, procedure Bill underwent last week. So, we, uh, <laughs> we and, and please never share pictures again. <laughs> Don't stand up. Put your pants on. You guys are just, oh, man. Hey, um, by the way, speaking of Portugal, happy birthday, Cristiana Filgaris, get hands dirty. She turned 29 years old, an amazing, oh, wow. amazing young maker. Yeah, happy birthday. Yeah. Not that she listens to this podcast, but. Yeah, no. Yeah. <clears throat> so. This podcast, uh, sorry, this uh, this review was left uh, three days ago by Hatch Made It, and the title is called "This Will Never Get Read on the Podcast Because I'm Canadian." That's ironic. So here, uh, here goes the the. It wouldn't have if you weren't Canadian and didn't have the. <laughs> that's true. You're absolutely yeah. right. So, as per the request of Lutz and Sway, <clears throat> call me Ishmael. Some years ago, never mind how long precisely, having little or no money in my purse and nothing particular to interest me on iTunes, I thought I would browse about a little and see the watery part of the podcast world. It is a way I have of driving off the spleen and regulating the circulation. Whenever I find myself growing grim about the mouth, whenever it is a damp, drizzly November in my soul, whenever I find myself involuntarily pausing before coffin warehouses and bringing up the rear of every funeral I meet, and especially whenever my hypos get in such an upper hand of me that it requires a strong moral principle to prevent me from deliberately stepping into the street and methodically knocking people's hats off, then I account it high time to get some fresh source of entertainment as soon as I can. <laughs> this is, this is this my is substitute brilliantly for... amazing. This is Moby Dick. Uh, this is my substitute for pistol and ball. With a philosophical flourish, Cato throws himself upon his sword. I quietly take time... Listen to a new podcast. It is in such a way that I came across the Reclaimed Audio podcast, and such is its value that my spleen has yet to congest, and I shall continue to listen until the end of days. Bravo. Wow. <laughs> Absolutely wow. See, paraphrase Moby Dick. But, uh, you know, good for him. You know, it's weird. Yeah, no, it was well done. It's yeah. weird because our experience, Tim and I, our experience of what Canada is, is you. And that was amazing. That was, yeah, it was thought provoking. It was intelligent. Yeah, it was. He seems like a handsome fella. I just, it's like first of all, I didn't first know. Of all, first of all, I am all of those things and more. What's your What's your catch line? What's your tag from our T-shirts? It's inappropriate to bring up at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had better taste than that. Yeah. Which, by the way, we can still make. I can still make some T-shirts. We have. A oh, few. Yeah, we still have those. We have a few sizes left, and if you go to my Etsy store or you go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, it takes you a link to our right to the page. Oh, the T-shirts! Um, Maybe we should come yeah, up with still a different few. color. Still a couple. What's that? Maybe we should try a different color. They're, well, they're already black with white. I mean, I could use a different color for my screen printing that I put on it, but um. I mean, a different color T-shirt is what I'm saying. Once we run out, if, if there's I think a, what Tim is saying is we still have inventory of the current right, color. Right, we're not going to order any more T-shirts until these are gone. So, folks, if if you help us get rid of the inventory that we currently have, um, maybe we could get some input from our huge fan base about the idea of a different color shirt as opposed to just black. That's I like all. Heather Gray. 
if, if, since we're paraphrasing, you can have your Reclaimed Audio Podcast t-shirt in any color you want. As, as long, long as that as color it's black. is black. I'll be Ford of t-shirts. Hmm. So, what grabbed your attention? Uh, Bill, what grabbed your attention this week? What grabbed my attention? I got a uh, message from Scott Hahn, who is uh, just a maker that a lot of us know and love. And he said, hey, check this out. And he left a YouTube link to... Um, 3x3custom.com on YouTube. And mm-hmm. it's this uh, young lady that made a DIY three-string guitar, but she didn't. She actually made the body herself and instead of using a cigar box. And it was, it was, it's a neat video. It's super, super neat. And it's fretted. She did a really amazing job. So I was just like, wow, that's really cool. That's exactly what I've been thinking of doing. Because, I mean, it can't be that, you know, m- making the body... For this type of guitars is absolutely doable but check it out 3x3custom.com uh, DIY three string guitar very very cool video she shows some mistakes in there that she made and how she fixed them it was it was super cool I just I really enjoyed it so thank you Scott for turning me on to that and I think everybody else should check it out as well yeah she's great I think back when we were doing the weekly YouTube spotlight thing uh-huh. I had her on there she was I think her name is Tamar. Yeah, it's Tamar. Tamar. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, my, good. My buddy over at Avocado Design sent me that link too. He's like, hey, check this out. The shape looks like one of your guitars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, I haven't watched the video yet, but I saw the, the thumbnail. And I said, it, oh, it, it looks it's, awesome. It's neat yeah. how she did it. I think she went about it the hard way. <laughs> she basically That's... hogged out this big, thick piece of wood, right, with a forcer bit. And, yep. uh, oh. and, and then tried to make it perfect and then put a top on it. And I'm thinking... I, my thought has been I would take a solid Laminate. piece of wood, yeah, and make the and just cut the, a big hole out of it, and then put a bottom and a top on it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. she, she uh, well, there's there's some issues with the way you do that too with the wood with uh, like that could it could lead to some problems. I've done it that way too. Not um, on a real guitar, but not on not on a stick through a box. You know what I'm saying? I think the support yeah. is there. I don't. Yeah, I, maybe. I know I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, um, but if but if the cigar box is strong enough to work, you know, yeah, that's all I'm saying. When I first saw it, I'm like, wow, that she did an amazing job. I just would have cut, I would have cut it out because she tried to uh, edge route and get everything nice and beautiful on the inside, and then with a chisel, and it, it was a lot of work and effort, and it came out phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but I'm thinking, yeah. well, I might have just cut out with a jigsaw the entire shape of the inside instead. So she used the pattern bit. For the inside diameter and the outside diameter, and hogged a bunch of wood out and everything. It was just, it was amazing. So check it out. Anyway. But you know, I would, I would think that way too. Like that would be my first idea would be to hog it out and yeah. then use a pattern router or a template or something. You know, and then and then someone like you will come along. Like, Why don't you just use a jigsaw and be like, oh, you know, that's one of those <laughs> things. That's, but that's what makes YouTube so great, and that's why we share these things. Is like then you mm. learn these new ways of thinking about things, these new approaches, and yeah. yeah. So cool. What about you, Tim? Um, geez, you know, I didn't really have anything in mind, but what I will mention is, <laughs> and I might have mentioned it before, but the whole Call Me Ishmael thing reminded me of um, John Hodgman, uh, Judge John Hodgman podcast. Have you ever mm. listened to that? Did I ever mention it? No, but he was the guy from the Mac PC commercials, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, John, he's a very dry humor, yeah. very, you know, intellectual kind of a guy. And he mm-hmm. has a he has a podcast called Judge John Hodgman, where he settles disputes in his fake internet court 
of law. Mm. So okay. be, uh, couples, you know, have some argument about something or, you know, father oh, and I son love disagreements. And, uh, and so the yeah. people, it's great. It's great. It's because um, it's very funny. It's on the Maximum Fun uh, uh, network there. And uh, Jesse Thorne, the Maximum Fun guy, is the, the bailiff. And so they just basically get these two people to call in and and uh, and he settles their dispute and they apparently all agree to abide by whatever ruling he comes up with. And what he does is he finds compromise a lot of time, but it's very funny. And the reason I was reminded of it was because every episode he always takes a pop culture reference uh, and he tweaks it to make some sense about the case at hand or it's something that's just related to the case. And he'll use the word podcast in it a lot. Um because it's a podcast right and then he always gives a if someone can guess the cultural reference they automatically win the case because that's how that's how obscure they are and so you just find yourself like and you'll find people saying oh you know that sounds like it might be like a ferris bueller thing and i'm like that's what i was thinking like it's got to be it and then it's just totally not you know sweet uh, yeah it's fun okay i'll check that out I, i just added it right now cool um I always talk about the uh, YouTube algorithm for the recommended videos. So Mm. it's been a couple of weeks ago where for some reason I looked up like the Sega Game Gear. You know, it was like the competitor to the Game Boy for like 20 minutes. And ever (laughs) since then, like all kinds of like video game, like retro video game stuff has been in my feed. And I just find I've just been watching like crazy. So one of the better ones that I've been watching, well, there's a few that I've been watching. I've been one, uh, one's called LGR and one's called The Gaming Historian. And uh, so I've been watching one called The Gaming Historian, and it's a, it's interesting. It's like an eight-minute long video on a specific piece of, of gaming hardware, like uh, the Genesis or the Super Nintendo or the Game Gear or the Nomad or the Atari Lynx or whatever it was. And, you know, it's scripted and it's got good visuals. I don't know. And it tells you a story of, like, why... That it either did well or it failed and a lot of these did very poorly and like they mm. you know lost their shirt on these things like I think the Game Gear sold like 11 million units and the Game Boy sold like 118 million like it's just it got destroyed and like and, and it's interesting not just from a video game perspective but also from a marketing from a business perspective of like why a product is well and why it mm. fails. You know, the Game Boy was $99. This other thing was like $249. And the Game Boy lasted for a week on batteries. This lasted for three hours. Like, mm. So even though one was a, technically a better product than the other. So it was just a... People don't always want the best. They don't right. always want the best. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Game Boy was a black and white passive uh, LCD. Like it wasn't lit or anything like that. But you could play it forever. Ever. Yeah. You know, like... And, and even though you need, like, if you were a kid in the back of a car driving to Florida, you yeah. needed the streetlights to be able to see your game of Tetris. And But if you had a Game Gear, you could play without any light because it was a backlit screen, but only yeah, for about for three hours. Three yeah. hours tops. So you basically the, need to be plugged the, into this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the drive, you were staring at the streetlights. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it, there's it, no car charger for it, I bet, either. <laughs> well, there may have been, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, huh. Anyway, so. Just did you ever very, see the Netflix sh- the that? Netflix series the toys that the toys that made us did you ever see that Netflix series that sounds yeah, like you might saw, enjoy it I did watch I watched the Transformers one that was the one I was into I just watched the Star Wars one that was all I watched but okay yeah. I was I still I still have like a lot of the eighties Transformers like I've talked to uh, um, to Bob about it it's one of our shared oh, yeah. interests is eighties yeah. toys they're amazing yeah. yeah. Well, they were a lot. Of, there was a lot of diecast metal there, and 
And uh, the, the stories of the Transformers, the show you just said, actually, the Toys That Made Us, is very interesting mm. how they sort of came up with and they licensed this product. But by the end, because there was such a huge appetite for all of these different toys, they started just buying up entire toy lines and branding them Transformers. So if you look at the toys today, you've got the first ones that came out and then ones that came out later, and you're like, Oh, How do these two go together? These don't, yeah, don't Vance, go together. Vance has a couple of them. There's like two moves, and it goes from a car to like this thing that stands yeah, up. Yeah, like because they just—it's horrible. Those they original just rebranded ones were, anything they could get their yeah. hands on to feed this frenzy of, yeah. of people who wanted Transformers toys. So you got one that was like Japanese Gundam matched up with what was originally like a totally different line. Anyways, it was a, it was a good watch, but you know, mm. like I said, I was I was into it so. Uh, Those yeah, original ones were amazing, amazing toys. I mean, yeah, I remember being mesmerized by them. It was like around the same time as the Rubik's Cube, and that was what I kind of... They were yeah. like a Rubik's Cube that did something. The Rubik's right. Cube, just, all that did is make you mad. <laughs> right. Well, it taught you how to take off stickers really well and put them yeah. back on very no, I, well. No, I disassembled it. I, I huh. disassembled mine and reassembled it. I did the whole, the whole thing. See, here's something weird, is that for the Rubik's Cube, I actually... After I, I came close a couple of times, but then I bought a book. I was probably in my mid-teens when that came out, uh, and I bought a book and I learned how to solve the puzzle. It's a it's a every time you just get once you get it to a certain point, the solution is the same every single time. So when you see these right, guys yeah, on TV, yeah. that that's when they're hauling. They're in ten seconds. They, yeah. yeah, they do it because all they're doing is they're lining it up to where you've got. A specific thing I, I haven't done it in many years but then i was bored with it it's like i solved this i i read the instruction on how to do this it's math it's just a systematic way of it fixes it does it every time it was boring yeah. here's your your biggest mistake you just told that story instead of at the beginning of one of your videos solving a rubik's cube in like 30 seconds throwing it in the garbage and then getting started on a cigar box guitar because then you would look like some kind of genius right well, first of all, I'm never going to pull that off. Second of all, I'm an honest person. Fast forward. Editing. You can do anything in post-processing. Hey, a uh, quick shout-out to Joel Crawford, who is going to dip his toe into cigar box guitars. Huh? huh? Oh. You know, I was just using Joel Crawford as an example just the other day to my son. I can't Don't believe I'm... be like that man. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because uh, Vance met him in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and his wife, um, and uh, and I was we were talking about uh, you know what it was we were talking about art and, and ideas, and I was talking about because I'm you know like to me like the idea is more important than the object or whatever, and uh, and so I remember when you know Joel created the the Spartan knife mm -hmm. holder, which is yeah. now getting ripped off by everybody all around the world or whatever, um, and I remember like when China started making it, you know, and and. Uh, and I was saying what I said to Joel then is the same thing I, I was telling my son is like, well, you know, Joel came up with this idea and he marketed it and he became this like huge business overnight. And then people started ripping him off. But it doesn't matter because Joel is the kind of guy that has ideas, not the kind of guy that steals other people's ideas. Mm -hmm. and, is, and that's what that's what I want to be. And that's what I want you to be. Vance is the guy that has ideas. People are always going to be taking your ideas, but it doesn't matter because they can't come up with their own. You can, you know, and that's, and so I was using Joel as an example of uh, a, a, a positive role model. Well, oh my was, God, I just said that out loud. <laughs> well, it was time for everything. It was quite so. the honor to have the Joel Crawford mm. reach out to me and ask me for information about how to make something. That's all I'm saying. The guy is a maker extraordinaire. So thank you, Joel. And one other thing, uh, creator. <laughs> Do you Nader. get the backhanded compliment he gave himself? He went yes. around the world yeah. to say how great he is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm so the, great that even Joel Crawford asked me for advice. Yeah. That's that's what that was. <laughs> the creator I, Nader. I, said, uh, I know you're listening, brother. I just wanted to say hi. We love you. The the creator Nader. Yeah. yeah. Is he also in your phone as creator Nader, like Philinator? Mm, no, because that wouldn't bother him. I know it bothers Phil that I call him Phil. It doesn't bother me. So I'm okay Nader. being a cross between Phil and Pollinator. That's fine. Hey, the bees, man. I've pollinated your phone. I'm up in there. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most disturbing mm. thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Sliding into your contacts. That's right. <laughs> All right. Raw. I think we should wrap this up, Pinsky. Do your spiel. Once you climb up in there and do the spiel. Uh. <clears throat> Our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. WilliamLutz.com, TimSway.net, NewPerspectivesMusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you, seriously. Info at ReclaimedAudioPodcast.com or on Twitter at ReclaimedAudio. Leave us them iTunes reviews. In all seriousness, they really do help, and we appreciate every single one of them. And we will read them uh, at least to ourselves, but we'll do our best to get them on the air as well. (laughs) On Patreon patreon.com slash reclaimed audio seriously the best way to help us out and to uh and to make sure that we continue doing this uh this love fest week in week out don't forget that with as little as a one dollar subscription or whatever contribution i guess you get access to the pre-show which is where we ramble on for 18 minutes about what we're going to be doing in the main show and it is no holds barred r-rated and a ton of fun so check that out you were just at the beginning of this week saying, like, this is the quality premium you're ripping on. Hey, whoa, it was whoa, terrible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't give people access to it if they haven't paid for it. What you were you saying it was so bad we should give it away for free and, char- and just make the show. Oh, wait. That was my idea. <laughs> that was your idea. No. And right now you are, you are showing the, the – you are removing the curtain. You should not be doing that. Children. Oh, I'm trying to give a, children, to give a peek stop, behind the curtain so people can see what they're missing. It. Real uh, boys. They get to – Get to know the real Phil. Now, now. Totally different guy. Can you edit out uh, Bill's track there for the last 10 seconds, if possible? Oh, I didn't even, I haven't even been recording him this whole time. Okay, terrific, great. Uh, Yeah. Okay, good. So then, yeah, clearly everyone's been enticed to become Patreon supporters. uh, Oh, that'll do it. Yeah. That'll, we (laughs) nailed it. So So, uh, on that note, thank you, everyone, and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or don't. <laughs> See, okay. I had the idea for or don't, and then you guys took it. So I am the droll of this example. Did you stop recording, Tim? Because that was gold. I left that in there. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. Now I'm stopping.